let's talk about AMAC. AMAC is uh, for people who are 50 older. You want to join the group? You know, you get the usual benefits. You get the insurance discounts, the travel benefits, all of that stuff. But here's what really is important to me is they let your your voice be heard in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, they are an advocate for the causes you believe in. Uh, their members help um, pass a bill that was signed into law preventing the funding of critical race theory being mandatory for public employees, including state-run universities in Arizona. They've developed a resource guide to uh, help you learn more about CRT, how damaging it is, how you can get involved to stop it from spreading in your community. These people provide a lot of resources that are important to you, and there is strength in numbers. Join the two-plus million members now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. Do it now. love about friday is uh i get to hear somebody else's opinion who i really respect tell me what he thinks the biggest story of the week is and we it's strange i don't think i don't think we often agree on the big story but like last week he was 100 percent right on bill o'reilly joins us in 60 seconds it's friday Life is so busy all the time. You just don't have time for pain. I don't know about you, but you're like, if you have pain and it's on a regular basis, you might have tried everything. But have you if, if you suffer from frequent, terrible pain, please give relief factor a try. It's my wife that made me do it this time. Let me play the role of my wife. Just do it. I'm tired of hearing you whining about it. Maybe maybe this can help. And it's not that you're whining. I know you're in pain, but we've tried everything. And you said you wanted to try everything. I know, but this doesn't work. How do you know it doesn't work? Try the three-week quick start. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Their three-week quick start trial pack, $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, author of Killing the Mob. Another New York Times bestseller. Also, the host of Bill O'Reilly's No Spin News that you can watch at billoreilly.com. And elsewhere, BillOReilly.com. Make sure you uh, check him out. Bill, the story of the week. Uh, The story of the week is you just telling the world how much you respect me. That that is (laughs) what a colossal page one story. We are living in an age of lies. (laughs) <laughs> you would never lie, Beck. One thing about Beck that everybody should know, because I've known this guy now for eons. So Beck never 
never misleads. Sometimes he's befuddled, Beck is, and sometimes he's wrong, but he doesn't mislead. So what he tells you is what he believes. So when you said that you respect me so much on Friday, this is the greatest day of your life, I mean, I was almost brought to tears, Beck. Yeah, okay. For a biggest story of the week besides that one. Okay, so the continued befuddlement of the president of the United States is Mm. the biggest story of the week. Now, last night, there was a town hall that nobody watched. I predict the audience will be less than two million. Uh, There was a baseball game and a football game. And I think there was something on uh, stars where a zombie was chasing. (laughs) It'll be way less than two million. It was on CNN and they haven't broken. I think it's 600,000 people in weeks. I think your audience will be interested to to hear how this stuff goes down. So Biden's falling in every poll. There isn't one poll where he's not falling. Even the CNN poll has him way down. And he's going to go into the 30s soon. So his approval rating on a real clear average is about 42 now, but it's about to hover into the 30s. So his people go, well, we need to get Joe on television, but we can't have him actually answer questions from journalists. That would be preposterous. So we're never going to do that. So where should we go? How about our appendage, the cable news network, CNN? And in the process, we'll get our pal, our buddy, Anderson Cooper, to go up and we'll do a 90-minute town hall for Joe Biden in Baltimore with all liberal people submitting questions in advance. Hmm. What Hmm. could go wrong? (laughs) Joe Biden could go wrong. Right. That's that's a setup. But they have to. They have to get him out. They have to get him out there. So um, the deal, and I know this to be true, uh, was you'll spend the first half hour on how great Biden's massive spending bills are and how everybody who matters, and that's not you and me, Beck, Mm -hmm. everybody who matters will get a massive amount of stuff and money from the Biden administration. First half hour is going to be all that. That was the deal that was struck. And that's exactly what happened. And I predicted this yesterday on the No Spin News. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, pulling this out of air. Mm-hmm. I predicted before the town hall this would happen because I was told this was the deal. Now, whenever you have a presidential interview, um, the president's side tries to, you know, well, what are you going to ask him? How is it going to go down? I, 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 and I've done many, many presidential interviews. I never give them anything. Mm-hmm. I, I just say, look, you know, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm too dumb to really think in advance. So anyway, last night, Biden gets up there. The good news was he had energy. Uh, he stood up for 90 minutes. I don't even know if I could stand up for 90 minutes, but he was, he was up there. Um, and his lips were moving. He seemed to understand the question, but he couldn't really answer any of them. None of them. And and here's how bad it was. So he was asked, would he remove the statue of Thomas Jefferson in New York City's City Hall? A question doesn't get any easier than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's very clear. You know what his answer was? It depends. It depends on what? You know, you don't know. And then the other question is, 
how come you haven't visited the southern border? Hang on. Here's his right. answer on that uh, three, please. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down. But the but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by uh, by hurricanes and floods and and weather and tra- and traveling around the world. Wow. Yeah, he can't get down. Doesn't have time to get down. However, however, he's been in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, for I think they had a number up there in a colossal amount of time. But he really don't have any time. You know, there's more than two million uh, foreign nationals have come in in the last fiscal year. But I, I just can't get down there. Kamala can't get down there either. You know, we just can't do it. So when you see stuff like this, and the other one was the gas prices. Uh, one of the uh, audience members said, so when the gas prices coming down, he goes, uh, I don't really know. Well, maybe next year. What are you sitting there? You're going, this is insane. This is the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, he says, I don't have a, you. I don't have a near-term answer for high, ca- high gas prices. I, yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, hey, but don't worry about it because we're going to give you subsidies for all your energy needs. See, this was everything came back. We're going to give you, give you, give you, give you, give you. That's all it is. You know, and then people now don't believe him because they know he's not going to get any of this passed. And then his opposition is becoming more emboldened, including his opposition from his own party. So yesterday, the report is that Joe Manchin, the senator. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we wait, wait, before we get into that. I just want to uh, um, Biden with his hands during a question. If you happen to be watching, I'll describe it after. Here's the clip about that with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the this was just near term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks to like 67 uh, financial Mm -hmm. experts who said that they they saw high inflation going all the way or deep into 2022. He stands there for 30 seconds with his hands out in front of him clenched and he doesn't move, uh, which seems like a neurological issue, quite honestly. Did you notice that? No, he was just he was just stunned by the tough question (laughs) because that's what he was stunned by. What? Somebody's actually challenging me. And then he looked at Anderson. Now, Anderson's job, Anderson Cooper, we all love him. You know, I. I mean, this guy is magnetic. So anyway, his job is to get Biden out of any tough spot. And Anderson's good at it. And once the border thing started to go south, pardon the pun, Anderson said, "Mm, let's talk about something else. You know, and it was for me and I'm sure you as veterans of the journalistic game and knowing what you do is try to get as much information as possible out of the president of the United States. That's the goal of any town hall or any interview. Cooper, that's not Cooper's mandate. Cooper's mandate is to save him. And it was so obvious. And I, you know, AT&T owns CNN and I don't understand a corporation. They've got to see what's happening over there. That it's a a ratings disaster. They all are. All three of them are getting pounded in the numbers. They're losing just hundreds of thousands of viewers. 
Um, but they have to see that this is embarrassing now. This is way past the point of bias or partisanship. It's now into the realm of embarrassing. And so this is the most important story of the week for Americans because you see a befuddled president being propped up by a corrupt news network. And that is disturbing. Okay, back in just a second with more from Bill O'Reilly. The other day on the program, I, uh, I spoke to a woman who literally escaped Maoist China. 30 years ago, and she came here to America. She said, I, I came here because I wanted to be free, and America is a beacon to the rest of the world. Yeah, well, she lives in Loudoun County, Virginia now, and uh, she was talking about how this is over. This is over here. She said, this is exactly what happened with Mao in the 1960s. And she said, I lived through it. And America, you better wake up. Well, you're not going to get your kids to wake up in school. They will be woke, but not awake. And that's why it is imperative for you to be able to teach them the things that actually matter. And, I, you know, most of us are not teachers. I don't know. I don't know how to teach my kids about, you know, free economics and, you know, the free market system and why our republic is better in ways that will stick with them. I mean, little kids especially. If your kids are eight years old uh, or older, you're going to like the Tuttle Twins. And honestly, I would get these for yourself. Uh, If you're the average American, you're going to learn so much from these yourself. I mean, did you read The Road to Serfdom? I was 30 by the time I read The Road to Serfdom. Oh, my gosh. It took me so long just because it looks so boring. It's really not, but it looks it. No pictures or even a graph anywhere. Um, Well, this is a way to learn something like the road to serfdom. They have taken all of the works of of the the real principles that um, are the foundation of freedom. And I'm telling you, if you use these, it will plant these ideas deep into them. Our kids need to know these things. Please, if you want to make a difference, your, grill, your children or your grandchildren are the key. Plant these ideas deep in them with the Tuttle Twins book, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. They, it's a series of books. They are fantastic. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. You're going to get a big discount, 35% off the normal price, plus you get uh, activity workbook books and everything else. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's a way to stay sane in a socialist world and make sure your children know the truth. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Okay, Bill, we want to talk about the reconciliation bill and uh, what's happening in Congress. Biden says now he's opening to he's open to altering or eliminating the filibuster to uh, uh, advance voting rights. Right. First, by the way, I just want to mention that. Do you know what the Tuttle Twins next book is? No. Killing Bill O'Reilly. Tuttle Twins kill the mob. Wow. Wow. That's Yeah. yeah. The next one. Yeah. Well. Um, reconciliation bill. Okay. So, um, 
Biden knows that this is not going to get through $3.5 trillion, and maybe he'll get half of that. Maybe. Shouldn't pass. But now, because he's on the skids, Manchin and Cinema, the two dissenting um, Democratic senators, and it's pretty shocking that out of 50 Democrat senators, there are only two that are dissenting. Shocking. You know, you had that woman from uh, China on. I don't believe the United States is ever going to be like China. Oh, I think it'll I be do worse. Believe, I, I do believe that we're heading into, if this continues, a really, really bad economic time. Because you cannot run an irresponsible government the way the Democrats are running it. And they, and they seem to be fine with it. And I'm just going, is there no one there with an IQ over 50? I mean, this is insane. I know self-interest is the driving propulsion of most politicians, but come on. Only two out of 50 see that you, if you spend this much money, you're going to crash the entire economy? Only two? Anyway, so cinema basically is saying, look, I don't want to wreck the economy by raising taxes to an onerous level that send corporations overseas mm-hmm. that stop hiring, that stop research and development, and that drive affluent Americans to states like Florida and Texas. Okay, I don't want that. So I'm not going to vote for it. Now, that's it, because not one Republican will vote for this. No one will. So it's over. And then Manchin, he plays a game, uh, and it is a game, uh, basically saying, look, I'm putting West Virginia first, and if we have to pollute the world by coal, that's what we're going to do. I mean, that's Manchin. But in the process, he's holding up every green thing in the world. So there's a good and a bad for Manchin. So Biden knows now, because Jill told him, and by the way, this has been so ignored. So we all knew that Michelle Obama had a tremendous amount of influence on Barack Obama. And anybody who knew those two individuals, and I do a little bit, knew that was the case. Jill Biden, who stays out of it publicly, basically is telling Joe Biden what to do. Because everybody's going, who's running it? Who's running it? Who's running it? And I keep going, Susan Rice and Ron Klain, they're the two big ones. But behind the scenes, it's Jill. And Jill reads everything, knows everything. And she's basically saying to Joe, this is what you have to do. And he's he's doing it. So that's why you see him in backpedaling now. Now, you'll hear that analysis nowhere else. Well, I will tell you that. you it's... true. She is Edith Wilson. This is exactly what happened with Woodrow Wilson in the last two years of his of his uh, presidency. And I know you were very close to the Wilsons. I was. I was. Well, I know. I know. Uh, He is your uh, I think he is your nephew. Right. I mean, you were his uncle, a very older <laughs> uncle. But anyway, that's a different that's a different uh, that's a different story. Um, so, you know, I, I believe that um, that cinema is acting uh, truthful. I don't think she's playing a game, but I think Manchin is. You'd agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, but cinema is playing a little bit of a game, too, because she knows that her state is turning red now because of immigration, because of this unbelievable surge into Arizona 
that all the independents are turning against the Democratic Party. Cinnamon knows that. And Cinnamon knows that she's not going to be able to keep her seat if she runs progressive. Uh-huh. So that's why she's doing what she's doing. Uh, you know, we were speaking of wives, and I think the one uh, first lady that called this way in advance is uh, Michelle Obama. She was honest and they pulled her from the campaign trail. But listen to what she said in 2008 or 2007. And she's right on the money. Everything she said is now true. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Okay, so when she said that, you've seen it happen. But it's now complete because the first thing that she said was, you're going to have to make sacrifices. This president now is telling you to make sacrifices. This president is now telling you it won't get better than this. This president is now basically Jimmy Carter. Well, if you're cold, put a sweater on. <laughs> everything that everything that she said is now complete. That's right. Well, look, these progressive people believe that the United States is not a noble country. That's where you start. They believe that white supremacy, the founding fathers, they all uh, put a um, procedure into place whereby the minorities, the blacks, all the poor would be exploited by the rich so the rich could do what they want and the poor would suffer. That's what it is. So then they say, now we have to change everything. Power to the people right on. We'll be socialists. We'll give everybody everything to make up for the terrible things that America has done for the last 200 years. That's what it is. And so if you buy that insane outlook, what you're buying into is we're going to destroy the whole country because this system cannot run on socialism. It cannot do it. Okay, we're going to return with Bill O'Reilly. I want to ask him about uh, Garland and his testimony yesterday, which was a little shocking. Also, what he feels about how people are now standing up uh, and, you know, basically Biden said, let's play a game of chicken. I'm not going to swerve and you're going to want your job in the end. And people are walking from their job over the mandate. I want to get his uh, viewpoint on that when we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let's play a little game of hypothetical situation. Holidays are coming up and you've got, um, oh, let's say members of your family who only eat vegetables. And it's not your fault. I mean, you tried to raise them right, but it didn't stick. So now you got to figure out exactly what sort of rabbit food they prefer. And if you got to figure out how the, I mean, how rabbits, how do I prepare such rabbit food? Well, if you have a Rectech, I've got good news. Not only does it have a smart grill technology, which controls the cooking process and makes sure that you get the perfect meal, no matter what you're cooking. Not only is it solid, solid stainless steel, it's like you're cooking on a tank. Not just all of those things, but it also has lots of room. So you can cook whatever you want. Yeah, meat on one side and the disgusting rabbit food on the other side. I'm just saying, wouldn't want the meat to touch. Oof. Imagine what that would do to if it it would taint the meat. It would be bad. Anyway, Rectech. Follow them now on social media. Find out new recipes and why the Rectech is so good by A B and comparing them yourself. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech. 
Pacray.com. Check out my show, Pacray Unleashed, every weekday live, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime you want during the day, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, which means we have Bill O'Reilly. Last night on a network that nobody watches, the president did a town hall meeting, and he talked about the firing of police officers and first responders for his vaccine mandate. Here's what he said. This is a busman's holiday for you guys having to come in here. (laughs) But thank you. Uh, Mr. President, let me ask you a follow about that. As as many as as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Our bravest and our brightest. By the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else Hmm. possible. The mandates are working. No, they're not. All the stuff about people leaving and people getting it. You have you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines that we're not going to get all 96, 97 percent of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90 some percent vaccination rate. Mm. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, mm-hmm. the two things that concern me. Mm-hmm. One are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. Oh I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Number one. When did freedom become a political issue, Bill O'Reilly? Um, thank you for running that clip. Because this just demonstrates how detached the president is from reality. Okay. And the media. So, well, I'll get to the media in a minute, but mm-hmm. the president affects all of our lives directly. Shouldn't, okay? but now, he does. I asked the same question to Trump on Monday. I hope you saw that interview. I did. And, you know, Trump said, I would not have mandated it, but I would have tried heavily to persuade. And that was the way to go. But Biden has not thought out the consequences of the mandates because he doesn't think out the consequences of anything. And the consequences are that you're going to have a total breakdown of law enforcement in certain areas of the country, including Chicago, where thousands of African-Americans are being shot every year. Uh, I think he does understand that. I, I don't. I do. I don't. I don't have he does not have the capacity to evaluate unintended consequences. You're being but kind. here's here is the crusher. So old Anderson is standing there with his red tie listening to this blather. Yes and yes. We have to mandate. Guess which state has the lowest COVID transmission right now? Which one, Bill? Florida. Hmm. Florida has the lowest rate of COVID transmission in the union right this second. You think Anderson Cooper might say, well, maybe the mandates aren't the way to 
suppress COVID because Florida, which has no mandates and a law against them, has the lowest transmission rate, Mr. President. What say you? Now, that would have been shocking. That would have been a shocking occurrence to CNN, to Biden, and to Anderson Cooper himself, who doesn't even think about asking questions that matter. And I'm sitting there in my living room going, what the deuce is happening in America? When this guy, yes and yes, yet the evidence, the fact, is that the mandates do not suppress COVID transmissions, and here's Florida. Am I out of line, Beck? No. Am I, where am I? I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. When you have a collapse of all journalistic standards, which we have right now in the United States, and a president who's incapable of understanding complicated problems that affect us all, you've got disaster, and that's what we have. I want to I play, if you can, just if you have to play the whole thing, play it. But I, I, I want to go back to that clip. Uh, play what you have here, please. This is a busman's holiday for you guys having to come in here. Hey, <laughs> but thank you, uh, Mr. President. Let me ask you a follow about that. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, now, listen, this is by the way, this is the way Republic style. By the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because mm. I tried everything else and possible. Thing, the numbers were the going mandates up. mandates are working. Now the numbers All are the going down. All stuff about people leaving and people getting it. You have, no. you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines, are, we're not going to get... This is the part that really bothers 96, me. 96%, 97% of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90-some percent vaccination rate. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, the two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Freedom. Number one. So, Bill, have you ever in your lifetime, this is the second time I have heard him do this, heard a president of the United States mock and laugh at freedom. Well, his definition of freedom is different from ours, Beck. So, you know, the progressive movement of which Biden is now a certified member, they have a different view of freedom. Because if you dissent from them, you disagree with Biden, that's not allowed. See, that's not freedom. You, you can't dissent. You got to do what you're told. Vaccine, you got to take it. We don't respect your dissent because that comes under the heading of freedom. So it's a mindset. You agree with us, you're free to do whatever you want. Go tweet your little fingers off. You disagree? No. Uh-uh. 
That's their definition of freedom. You must agree with us. Okay? So that's what you see from this man who is, again, so far detached from the basic value system of America. I've never seen a president that far detached from what this country is supposed to be. All right. Let me one last question. Uh, Merrick Garland, you watched it yesterday. Your overall thoughts. We've got only about a minute. It's a circular argument here. I don't believe Merrick Garland is trying to help his uh, son-in-law, daughter, whatever. Okay. <laughs> My gosh, you are Santa Claus to the left today. Okay, I know. I'm, the, I'm, I'm a benevolent guy. You know me. Yeah. I don't believe he is saying, I want to help my uh, family, and therefore I'm going to push critical race theory. I don't believe it. I could be wrong. What happened in this case, the White House called Garland, and Garland is a puppet, and said, you have to stop divert attention away from critical race theory and parents by accusing the parents of being subversive. And let's get that memo out today. And Biden said, yavol, and did it. It wasn't about enriching his family, in my humble opinion. Uh, What should happen to him with his testimony yesterday? He said that he... It was all based on a letter and a letter that we now know came from the White House, uh, the National School Board Association. Right. Nothing's going to happen. But I'll tell you the unintended consequences of Garland, critical race theory and this whole parent thing is that McAuliffe's going to lose in Virginia in 10 days from your mouth to God's ear. I predicted it. I predicted it months ago. And you know how astute. I am mm-hmm. back. And that's why everybody should go to BillOReilly.com this weekend to see what we have. Look at the Trump interview. Go to our store. you got supply chain. We don't have any supply chain problems, Beck. We have everything you could possibly you want. Are, you are a master at uh, that uh, segue and transition. Uh, Bill, which, <laughs> which Florida show do I, uh, do I go to? I've got to go. I I'm going to take my son. I the show, the first one, Beck. What would you say? I, I think you do that. Uh, go to the first that one. That is... Yes, that is December 11th, Fort Lauderdale. That's sunrise at the LIVE Florida Arena. It's going to be a insane thing with all these people coming in, and you will hear probably the best interview with Donald Trump in the history of Donald Trump. And uh, December 11th, and then if you can't make Lauderdale, it will be in Orlando December 12th. I know you're not allowed to go to the Texas shows because your wife is taking you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the next weekend, okay, after in Houston, Toyota Center, Dallas American Airlines Center. These are huge shows, and these are going to be so important, and they make the greatest Christmas gifts of all time. And maybe the only Christmas gift available. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it might be. At that point, that's it. You either see O'Reilly Trump in person Oh, you don't have any Christmas. That's right. It's tough to put us under the tree, by the way, Beck. Bill O'Reilly. Trump and O'Reilly. But BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. Bill, we'll talk to you again. God bless. Okay, thanks for having me. You bet. Rough Greens. Rita in Florida writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She says, my dog, Timmy's liquid heart medicine is added to his prescription dog food. Oh, my gosh. Poor Timmy. So it's critical that he eats, but he lost interest in the food. Really? Really? Prescription food? And eye medicine sprinkled on top? That sounds delicious. 
Our vet suggested another prescription to stimulate his appetite. I decided to try Rough Greens before introducing another drug, and I'm really happy that I did. With Rough Greens stirred into his food, Timmy loves it. Not only interested in eating again, but he also wanted to go for a walk, play with his toys, chase squirrels again. Thank you, Rough Greens. Rough Greens will make a difference in your dog. At least it has in mine and obviously in Timmy's life with Rita in Florida. So try it for your dog. You can get a free bag. All you pay for is shipping just to try it. Make sure your dog will eat it and then order the full bag and try it for a couple of months. I'm telling you, you will see a difference in your dog. I have seen massive difference in Uno. It is Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash back. Rough Greens dot com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. This is the Glenn Beck program. So this is the last chance. And I mean this sincerely. If you take anything from this show today, take this. There will not be another chance for anyone to make Dune if this one sucks. <laughs> they have failed so many times oh with my making gosh. this into a movie. And the last oh, one man. was a, the David Lynch one, and he asked for his name to be taken off I of it. I don't blame him. It was awful. awful. Just awful. awful. I think it was my producer, Keith, that hadn't seen Dune, the first one. Oh, and, and he said, is good. it good? I said, don't see it before. He said, should I see it before I see this one? Like, you won't want to see this one if you see that one first. I, I went to see that one, and I think I walked out of it. Oh, yeah. And so I sit through a lot of stuff. Uh, so bad. And it was horrible. Horrible. And it's like, if you're my age, it's hard to go get excited about Dune coming out because you're yeah. like, Odds are this thing is a nightmare. They did a great job with the trailer, though. It looks yeah, they did great. Yeah, but so kind of does the other one. True, a little bit. I mean, you can mm-hmm. take if you've got three hours of footage, you can't cut it down to two and a half minutes to make it look you good. You should in, be. Able you're to. in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. The other thing that is a sweeping uh, space story is Foundation on Apple TV. You've been watching that? Love that. Me too. So I liked it the first two. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got to what, episode three, then mm-hmm. I really started. I mean, it's a real it's really good, but mm-hmm. it's a complex story. It is. And so it takes a while to unfold. You've got to really pay attention. Yeah. But it's visually stunning. Stunning. I, I don't know what. How they, much? I think it was 200 million they spent on the series. So For the cost, whole series. It cost about what a blockbuster. That movie thing would have that thing easily, easily. Uh, years ago, couldn't have even been made. No, let alone on mm. television. They, I mean, the it effects is are really cool, unbelievable, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful, and beyond the effects, it's a great story. It's Isaac Asimov. <laughs> yeah, it, and a lot of people call that the greatest sci-fi story ever told. That's what got me hooked. Yeah, well, that's what got me um, not only um, watching it but reading it as well. Is that they say this is the one, this is the granddaddy of them all. Did you, so you're reading the book? Yeah. There's a series of books, right? It's yeah. Many. Yeah. And I have no idea. Nothing is connecting so far. Really? So, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, maybe I'm on the wrong one. I don't know. But now, speaking of uh, stunning shows, have you seen David Chappelle's uh, controversial? I have. And I find most of it so offensive that it's unwatchable to me. Seriously? Yeah. But I sat oh. through it because I wanted to, to, I wanted to see all of it so I could be a judge of it. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, the ending will bring you to tears. The ending story that he tells about a friend who is uh, transsexual uh, is unbelievable. 
believable. And if you mm. walk away from that thinking that that guy is bigoted, you haven't watched it. You haven't watched it. Uh, it, it is. It's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing to him. But you didn't like it. I didn't like I like Dave Chappelle, but he goes to places where it's like, oh, OK, OK, too far here for me. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. He gets very graphic on things that yeah, he does. I just don't need. Uh, he does say things that you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he just said that. About um, trans? About anybody. Yeah. About anybody. Hmm. Uh, he's just so far over the line. And what's funny, what makes it better is he's laughing about it. He's like he knows He's only saying it just to needle people. And <laughs> what it, worked. Yeah, and it makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, because he believes in free speech, and so do I. But if you like Dave Chappelle, if you've ever been to one of his shows, uh, it's a it's it's funny. It is very laugh out loud funny. And you will cry at the end. And you will not think that he is bigoted in the end. Not a, not, no, there's no way to stretch it into that. This is the Glenn Beck Program.